try very hard to vary my content. Maybe you think uh, you see repeating themes in my content and I think that that's a reasonable thing to say. But I try to vary my content so you're not seeing the same thing day after day after day. Well, I've sort of managed that, but I had something happen that happened recently that I really wanted to discuss today uh, on a subject that I'm referring to as one's not enough on the daily summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt, and today is Monday, the 16th of May of 2022. Welcome to everyone who's here on Rumble, the podcast on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page, that would be the Kurtz Religion and Politics page on Facebook, on uh, MindsMINDS.com, on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group, and probably on the Let's Talk Autism group there as well today, because I think I'll post this on both places. That's in my NDS, in case you were wondering, on Parlor, on Gab, on Twitter, or wherever else you might be happening, happening to pick me up today. The subject for today is One's Not Enough, and I want to go ahead and go through my notes so you will have some idea about what I am speaking. Uh, it seems like forever since the start of the, quote, pandemic, end of quote. And again, I, I won't argue the use of the term, quibble it or anything else. Back when that whole thing began, my son was attending school and daycare. Because I worked from home when I was working, some of the, part, some of the time I wasn't, uh, as things progressed, the daycare fell by the wayside. Turns out they couldn't continue to operate in the same way regardless, but that's a story for another day. Uh, back relatively early on, when my son had acclimatized to the daycare, before, as it happens, the pandemic, by the way, uh, a little boy by uh, the name of Bryce happened along, not in my family, but as somebody who came to the daycare. Bryce was a sweet child, but like many, quote, in his state, end of quote, he, he's almost certainly moderately or level two autistic, he was pretty much nonverbal. In fact, I hadn't heard him speak a word in our few interactions the folks at the facility had begun to get through to Garrett, my son, and they found he had a sort of a gift. When nobody else was able to get Bryce to cooperate without more or less pulling or pushing him from place to place, my boy was able to coax him to the places they wanted him to be. In fact, he would just kind of go and get him. He, there wouldn't be any drama at all. It's because of this and what a great little boy he was, what a great little boy Bryce was. By the way, both of them are great boys. That I remember Bryce with more than a little fondness. The other day I was sitting in a local fast food restaurant when someone came up out of the blue. Didn't your son go to such and such a daycare, he asked. I don't know if I really had met either of Bryce's parents, so I wasn't sure who the fellow was. As you might have suspected, he introduced himself as Bryce's dad. I was happy to see him and to take a moment to speak with him. My son was not happy uh, since he was really wanting my attention. What made my day better yet was for him to say his son was outside in their vehicle. He brought the young man in and we spent a few moments talking with him. I did, really. My son didn't very much at all. Yes, that's correct. Like the boy I talked about in my last autism-related video, Blake by name, Bryce had begun to talk. To be fair, he had begun in that same daycare that I'm talking about, but had a very limited vocabulary and was nowhere near sentences. It turns out 
he had gotten a good deal further along than Blake had. Funnily, he talks a lot like my son, in fact, and it's great. It's really cool to hear. I want to make something clear here. Part of the reason I bring Bryce up is, yet again, I'm very pleased and happy to see his progress. But again, there's a more important reason that you could call an ulterior motive if you wanted. Bryce drove home in me the lesson Garrett started and Blake continued. Where young autistic folks are concerned, you should more or less never count them out in terms of the possible progress progress they might make. To be fair, it's entirely possible my experience is anything but the norm. Even so, though, I've consistently worked very hard to get Garrett to good places, and of course, he deserves far more credit than I do. I promise. I've always had a worry, though, in the back of my mind that he might not progress in meaningful ways. Uh, today, I'm happy to tell you that all three young men are moving in ever better directions from everything I can see. Mind you, this takes a little of the wind out of my sails, since for the most part, I was not there for the other two most of the time, yet they seem to be doing quite well. I I'll say that I still think that I've done some things that I think have been helpful to Garrett. But I see these kids and I go, dang, these kids are amazing. It's just amazing to see them. It really is. Um, on the other hand, that means maybe the possible outcome for moderately autistic folks is even better than I might have believed. Maybe not in every case, but in lots of cases. This is one of those instances where being wrong actually makes me happy. I was concerned that if they weren't, if they didn't get the kind of care that Garrett did, and I don't believe in cer certain senses they had the home life that he did necessarily, uh, that, that they were not going to do as well. They look to be doing every bit as well, and I'm happy to be wrong in my initial assessment. I promise you that. Uh, so this is one of those instances where being wrong actually makes me happy, right? Uh, though Garrett wasn't excited as excited to see Bryce as I was, I'm still pretty pleased I got to visit with him. My final thought is this. If you decide to count somebody out, uh, the disservice you may be doing them might be pretty great. Please help such folks to reach for more instead of assuming they're hopeless or in some wise beyond help. And I'm not, obviously, I'm not just talking about autism. Autism happens to be the thing that I'm closest to and the thing that's closest to me and the thing that I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. But I'm not just talking about autism. I'm talking about anything that appears to be a disability, dyslexia, uh, um, what they used to refer to, and I don't even know what they call it now, is mental retardation, where somebody is slow to pick up. And I'm not, I'm not using, I know a lot of people use that term disparagingly. I'm not. That's not a disparaging, disparaging thing. It's just when you measure a kid by the standards of where you expect a kid to be at a given time, there are children who are not in the same places. And they might stay that way into adulthood, depending on the individual. But the point is, the more you work with them, hopefully the better they will get. You can call it whatever, I don't, and I'm willing to hear any term that anybody has for the idea of mental retardation. I do not consider most autistic folks to be they are technically retarded in certain regards. That is, they are behind other people in certain regards. But but the thing that I'm talking about is something that probably will never straighten out. And I'm just not sure that's true for autistic kids as I see it. I just kind of don't believe it is. 
Um, maybe they know, they'll never get to the point where they totally understand. Garrett has a hard time. My son has a hard time understanding certain things. He's seen death far more than I would like for him to have seen it. He's been in car accidents, and yet both of those things still bamboozle and mystify him. And I get it. I get it. He's a kid, first of all. The very first thing you know is he's still, he's not even 10 years old. So, of course, there's going to be some of that in his life anyway. But I think it's harder for him even than it is for most people his age to really understand the concepts of death or to really understand what happens when you're in a car accident or whatever. He doesn't get all of that at all. Uh, he asked probably 10 times or more what happened when we got into the car accident we were in recently. And again, is that is it? am I saying that no kid who's not autistic is in that same place? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think most of them deal with that sort of thing better than somebody who is autistic, and particularly if they're moderately or above. And I think that maybe people who are severely autistic deal with it even worse because I think they sort of don't connect physically in terms of input-output properly, and I think that's a large part of the reason they are what, where they are. There's overstimulation or various things going on that make it hard for them to see the world in a way that it, that they can comprehend it, and when something as bad as a, a crash or a death happens, I think that it's almost impossible for them to really get the full gist of what's going on because of how their systems work. But my point is to say this. This is what I'm getting at today. I, I titled my thing One Is Not Enough because... Uh, of Bryce coming along after Blake to sort of drive that nail in, right? But I want you to understand, you need to know that just because someone is suffering from some sort of disability or problem or issue of some sort does not mean you either can or should count that individual out. This is the final message of what I'm trying to say today. And I know, you know, you probably heard this message a little bit in the last thing that I put out there, but this really, really drove it home for me, and I just want you to understand that. With Blake, I was just really pleasantly surprised to hear him speaking and so forth. With Bryce, I was given the opportunity to see that this is something that's maybe more general than you might think when you look at it. And that's what I want for you to understand today. Don't assume just because somebody is autistic or has some other disability that you should treat that person as somebody you can just count out. Don't do that. That's a wrong thing to do as far as I'm concerned. Okay, this has been the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt, and today is Monday, the 16th of May of 2022, that beginning of the work week for most of us who work that 9 to 5 Monday through Friday grind. That means tomorrow will be Tuesday, the 17th of May of 2022, obviously getting closer to that middle of the week as it, it, it moves so fast, as I say. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been here on Rumble, on the podcast, on BitChute, on um, Cloud Hub on uh, my Facebook page, on YouTube, on uh, Kurtz Religion and Politics .locals .com, on MindsMinds.com, on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group. If you happen to see me on the Let's Talk Autism group as well, uh, which you made today, uh, thank you for visiting me there. On Parlor, on Gab, on Twitter, or wherever else you may be seeing or hearing me today. Subject for today has been One's Not Enough, and tomorrow we're going to talk about an interesting subject that comes out of a discussion that I heard Dinesh D'Souza had. Have, having that was related to the, quote, divine comedy in which he basically att attempted to ins uh, or assert that Catholicism was the early church. And I want to talk about that today or tomorrow on a subject called the early church. So if you have a chance to join me then, and that sounds like an interesting thing to you, hopefully you will do so. Um, hope you're doing well today. Hope everything is going well for you and continues to do so. 
Um, and hopefully we will see you again on tomorrow's. That will be Tuesday, the 17th of May of 2022's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This podcast was created on Monday, the 16th of May of 2022. The Daily Summation is created for Kirk's religion and politics. Thanks for watching today's edition of the Daily Summation from Kirk's religion and politics. Don't forget to come back tomorrow uh, to check out the next one. Remember, on various platforms, primarily Rumble, YouTube, BigShoot, and CloudHub, and the audio podcast, you can subscribe to my content. For the audio podcast, you probably want to use Apple, Google, or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. In order to find me on those platforms, you can go to the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels on Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, and CloudHub. You can also get to my content on Facebook by finding the Kurtz Religion and Politics page there, Minds, M-I-N-D-S dot com, uh, you, where you will find me at the Kurtz Religion and Politics group. And KurtzRelligionPolitics.locals.com as well. You can look there. I post my daily video on various social media sites. Really only about three. Parlor, Gab, and Twitter at present. I am at KP Schubert on each of them. You can find me under them. And you can find the videos under me. Uh, you should be able to find my podcasts on Google and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's also on Podcasts.KPSchubert.com. That's Podcasts with an S. Dot K-P-S-H-U-B-E-R-T dot com. Uh, if, if you're looking for me on various of the podcast sites, you probably want to search Kurtz Religion and Politics, not the Daily Summation. Keep in mind, you can subscribe to my content various on various places that I put it. Uh, all constructive feedback is welcome. You can like, dislike, add a rumble, or give whatever feedback is available on any of the platforms that you can do such things. You can add, also add a comment on what I put there. Unless you're advertising or doing something that I believe will harm others, I'll leave your comments out there even if I don't agree with or understand them. I will try to let you know I've seen them when possible and may reply if I feel it's reasonable, appropriate, and possible, of course. Thanks again for viewing this edition of the Daily Summation for Kurt's Politics. Don't forget to come back again for tomorrow's as well.